Hello, feely humans. Welcome to another episode of You, Me, Empathy. My name is Known Wells, and I am the creator of this show. I'm also the founder of the Feely Human Collective, a space, a community where we can be witness to the whole of each other, where we can learn more and grapple with the wondrous superpowers of empathy, vulnerability, and emotional curiosity. Learn more about Feely Human at feelyhuman.co and join our membership, feelyhuman.co slash membership. Check it out. Join us. It's wonderful. This is episode 253 on toxic positivity and the privilege of being disengaged with my special guest, Lauren Denizio. Lauren is the lead songwriter and front person for one of my favorite bands, Warriors, and they have a new record out called Warm Blanket, and it's great. It's wonderful. It's very different from previous records, and I highly, highly recommend it. You can order it now on Bandcamp, and best yet, get the vinyl at your favorite local independent record shop. In this conversation, Lauren and I gab about shaking the etch-a-sketch of our lives, how Lauren sparks creativity and hope and snark in a world that sometimes feels like a hellscape, as I mentioned, toxic positivity and the privilege of being disengaged from the stuff that make make us uncomfortable, e.g. politics, racism, our own privilege, bias, and emotions. And like I said, we talk about Warm Blanket, the latest Warriors record, which, as I said, is wonderful. Really enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I really appreciate Lauren for joining me in this feely space. Lauren is wonderful. Give them a follow, uh, Warriors Music everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, etc. And Lauren has a, a newsletter called Get It Together, and it's great. And I link that in the show notes at feelyhuman.co. Before we get to the episode, I just wanted to remind you all that Yumi Empathy is winding down. Uh, I've been doing this show for over five and a half years, about five and a half years, and I've loved every moment of it. Um, the winding down isn't a reflection of me being sick of this show or, or not proud of it. I, I'm very proud of, of this project. I, I love it. I've been so lucky and grateful and honored to be witness to so many beautiful stories and beautiful humans, Lauren included. And I'm just creatively, I, I'm wanting to change things up. I have a thing I'm publishing next year. I want to focus on finishing that up this year. I want to do some more writing and reading, spend more time building and growing the Feely Human community, membership community, and uh, spend more time with the loves, my loves, Jessica and the animals and that sort of thing. So, uh, today's not the last episode, of course. Uh, there will be weekly episodes through early August, and uh, there's some amazing people coming up on the show, including Lauren, Susie Boggess, Brandy, uh, Brandy Stanley, Tracy Medeiros-Bagan, Jane Louie, Jake Crawford, Christina McKelvey, Tracy Kato-Kiriyama, Jamie Merich, Emmy Neatfield, Kimmy Culp, Richira Gupta, and Benson Shum. Uh, so lots to look forward to over the next couple of months. Um, but yeah, thank you for being a part of this journey with me. If you want to keep connected, make sure to join my newsletter at feelyhuman.co. And best yet, join the membership community. There's a free 
uh, tier as well as a paid tier. And we offer sliding scale. Join, join us, join the fellow mushy hearted, feely humans. Um, I think you'll love it. Any hoozles. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of this feely journey with me. I, I love you and enjoy this episode of the pod. Episode 253 on toxic positivity and the privilege of being disengaged with Lauren Denizio. You Me Empathy, the official podcast of the Feely Human Collective. On this show, we explore the struggles, the triumphs, the brights, and the darks we face as humans, trying to be human on this wondrous and overwhelming pale blue dot. You Me Empathy was created so that we can be witness to our collective humanity through the lens of empathy, vulnerability, and emotional curiosity. We aim to destigmatize mental health, lead fiercely with our hearts, feel our feelings without shame and judgment, and sure and edit known you dummy and share our courageous stories so that others may feel less alone and more connected as feely humans yumi empathy is a brave place designed to inspire the beauty in each of us because each of us in all of our kaleidoscopic parts makes up a makes up a magical whole that deserves to be seen today i am elated to be here with artist illustrator newsletter writer songwriter for the band warriors and donut eater it's Lauren Denizio. Hello, Lauren. Hi. How's it going? It's going all right. I, I really stumbled through that intro today, and I'm just going to leave that shit in because humans are fallible, and yeah, I'm, that's I'm real. feeling the fallibility today. Yeah. So okay. we always kick off the show, Lauren, with an emotional check-in. How are you feeling? Feeling, feeling pretty good. Uh, feeling like the past couple days have been running a mile a minute. But I was feeling anxious uh, yes yesterday, but I'm not anymore. So that feels nice. <laughs> okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. How how does that work for you? Like feeling anxious one day, like what changes in terms of like transitioning from anxiety than not anxiety? Oh, usually it's sleep. Honestly, mm. okay. usually, <laughs> or something something good or distracting happening, mm. mm-hmm. and then it just mm-hmm. sort of goes away. Yeah, I've gotten better. I've gotten better with it over over the years. I can kind of pivot away from it. But um, yeah, when things are really busy, it's really easy to get get kind of anxious. But sure. But yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here. I feel like there was a lot going on. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna gonna record this. We're gonna have this conversation, and um, yeah, maybe an opportunity to slow down a bit. Yeah, structured time to kind of like. I'm going to chat with a total stranger, but maybe it feels grounding and and a little bit calming, hopefully, eventually. Sure. Yeah. I definitely get that vibe from from your work. So that should that be so, accurate. Uh, 
How are your, so I read, I, I, I mentioned before we got recording, I've been reading your, the past day, I've been reading your newsletter. I need to become a paid subscriber, but I, I, I read some of the free posts and uh, I read back to, I guess it was in January, you talking about your, your ins and outs for the year. How are those going? Oh, um, they're going okay. They're going yeah. okay. Yeah. I, um, you know, I think that setting those intentions at the beginning of the year is always difficult because I feel like no matter who you are, you're always a little overambitious, mm. but I do, I do feel um, pretty good about how a lot of those have, have been going. So good. I don't, yeah, it's like, I remember most of them. Yeah, that's okay. It's I a lot. Like, I mean, I feel like I've been doing, doing pretty well. That's good. I mean, you had audiobooks on there, which is great for ends. Sure. Uh, listen to any good ones lately? Not lately. I just I've been listening. I've been listening to more podcasts. Sure. Um, in more of a a short form way, mm-hmm. uh, that's been working better for me. But I'm trying to think of the last audiobook. Well, I listened to. I think the fir- the first one I listened to more recently was that book. I'm glad my mom died. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I listened Jeanette to Mary Curdy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so she reads it too, mm. which is, which is always nice. So, yeah. yeah. Nice. And I, I read that on one of your outs, you wanted to worry less about what other people think. How's that going? <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, I mentioned because I struggle with that too. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Um, it's going, it's going okay. I think in the wake of a record coming out, um, I'm doing pretty well mm-hmm, <laughs> with mm-hmm. with not with not worrying about that. Um, That's great. But yeah, yeah. It helps to just stay busy too, because I think when you uh, put something out into the world, or you you make a new thing, or there's some reason that you're more public about something, mm-hmm. it's really easy to uh, start worrying about what other people think when you are on the internet all the time or just, yeah. <laughs> or just scrolling or like not actually not doing what you want to be doing. So I've, I've definitely been staying busy, which is, which is helping. Mm. Yeah. I mean, in, in, you know, your new record, warm blanket came out April 7th. It's very new, you know, it's yeah. just like a couple of weeks gone. And, and, and it, I guess we could talk about the record, but like I, what I, what I noticed about it and what you've sort of, um, talked about this record it's it's very different from i mean not very different it, it's it's different from previous albums and i could see how that could potentially add to some of those feelings we were just talking about too just being different like oh how 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 will these how will this thing be received because it is a little different than what i'm used to you know sure yeah and i think there's there's just a lot of context around it that if someone were to hear the record, not, not having any idea what the previous records sound like, not having any idea what I've kind of said about it or how I made it. Um, that's, that's definitely con- concerning for me. It's hard for me to just <laughs> let people hear it without necessarily uh, knowing the context, but um interesting what does that yeah. mean exactly to you the letting people know the context 
Um, I th- I think that it's not a record that I would typically say is like, oh, this is this is what Worrier sounds like. Mm-hmm. Here, this is an example of the music that I make. You know, this is the first thing you should listen to because it's not it's not that. So, uh, it's I feel like it it can come off as insecure if I'm like, no, but I've recorded it at home by myself. Like, don't judge me for, you know, like, but oh there's songs and it's fine, but I need to let that, I need to let You're that. Like, uh, you go. need to know, you need to know the breadth of me as a human. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I don't know if this like perfectly relates, but like I, I mentioned to you before we got recording that I, I was in Colorado for a few days not a great flyer. Flying is an uh, anxiety-riddled nightmare for me, you know, being in the fart coffin in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as I was like, you know, I'm like, I always pick like the cheapest possible seat. And so I'm always in the middle. And as I was like taking off my backpack, you know, it's such a tight aisle. I'm just like shifting. And I accidentally hit this woman in the face with my hand. <sighs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she couldn't look me in the eye. She just like was shaking her head. And the next the next two hours for the flight, of course, like I'm internalizing, like she thinks I'm a dick, like I am a dick in her mind now. And like, I want right. I, I, I have this feeling that like I, she's like she needs to learn my story and understand me as a human. Right. Like, do you relate to that? Yeah. Um, just in the sense of, yeah, if if you only get one chance in front chance yeah you you get you only get what is it you know first impression that 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 can really say a lot so yeah i think i think when when you when you know that your first impression is not your ideal first impression whether that's like accidentally slapping someone in the face or you know somebody hearing like the song that i don't think is is the is the best first impression you know Mm. um that that I definitely I definitely relate to that and it makes me want to crawl out of my skin. <laughs> so I'm 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 learning, I yeah. guess. Always, always learning. Do you so with this record being maybe a little different, like what why'd you make the record? Like what what is it like if you're gonna like think about sort of the core of what this record means to you, like I guess let's just f- start with the the first question. Why why did you make this record? Like what is it what does it mean to you? Um I mean I think the the record definitely means um more experimentation and I think it's an example of the kind of songwriting and recording and demo making that I have been doing kind of behind the scenes for the past few years. Um and a lot of just learning and making music for fun and making music outside the context of a a band that has two guitars, bass, drums, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really, it was, it was a way for me to think about music and, and recording in a little bit different way. And, having the opportunity to put out a record and having something like that pressed to vinyl um, through the support of a really lovely record label and, and friend um, that, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want it to just be like, here's some demos I made. Um, mm. 
that it it has more of a conceptual through line than that um and i think it's it was definitely a way for me to kind of reset what warriors was doing mm. and in the way that you know it's it's certainly a band like if if you see us live it's a guitar driven rock band you know um but it is my songwriting at the end of the day it, it is my songwriting and it is a, a representation of me as as an artist mm-hmm. as a songwriter and i wanted to maybe like shake the es- etch a sketch a little bit Ooh, you know I like that uh, yeah good analogy mil- mil- millennial reference there yeah <laughs> um but yeah i wanted i wanted to kind of say like hey wait okay like please take the um four piece pop punk band out of your head now because that's not what i have been making that's not what i make anymore um and that's not the way that we that i collaborate with people also Mm -hmm. so yeah this record was definitely like a, a bit of a reset that i'm that i'm excited about that is exciting and like what i think about when you say that the reset piece the sort of changing thing up like these are things we need to do as as humans, right? We need to kind of like, we need to shake that Etch-A-Sketch because, and I would love to hear your perspective on this album from sort of like a, how you're changing as a human perspective, but like this idea that we get in a thing and we have a certain perspective and then we start to be perceived and loved and cherished for that perspective, right? The pop punk band, Warriors. Um, that can be the sort of a place of confirmation bias a little bit. That could be a place of like self-fulfilling prophecy a bit. That could be, that can sort of, uh, you know, anchor us down in a certain sort of framework that could be challenging. Right. Mm-hmm. One, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 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 So from uh, like a human perspective, you know, you as the songwriter, how, like what is going on in your sort of heart and your human change that's happening in your world, like when you're when you're wanting to kind of shake things things up for this for this band, for your songwriting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's taking a better look at like exactly the type of music I want to be making and exactly the um I want to say vibe, but that's really vague. Um but do you mean yeah, but- good vibes only? <laughs> we'll get no. to that. Um, yeah. So like that's that is a thing. It's like, you know, I how do I exist as a creative person or how does my creative practice exist in the day-to-day functions of my life? Um when it's not a standard band that like has practice on a regular basis and writes music together and then plays shows all the time, you know, like we are very much a band that, um, you know, I, I write and collaborate with other people and then we, you know, have some rehearsals and then we go on tour and like, it's not, I don't know. It's, I, I also write music and record and make covers and, um, write with other people and, it just looks very different than it did when I was 
20. Mm-hmm. So it's it's much more a integrated part of my life. And um, I think, yeah, so the the record is, I think, trying to trying to get at that a little bit more. What like when you think about this record and it being maybe a little bit different, what what are the feelings behind it? Like like what's what's going on in, in your heart as you're putting these songs together? Yeah, a lot of a lot of the songs are very my take on certain kinds of indie rock that I don't really like. Um, and this very, you know, the chill wave playlisting vibe Mm -hmm. that exists these days and the things that seem to be more algorithmically successful um, and certain trends I'm seeing that really just make me want to claw my eyes out. (laughs) It's, it's like this, this feeling of like writing about complicated things, you know, writing about emotions, but sounding like you're on Xanax, you know, like sounding like you can't scream anything and that you're not like actually angry. Um, Which is what you're opposed to, which is what you're, you're, you have distaste for. Is what yeah. You're yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I'm not somebody that only wants to listen to like angry, loud music. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I just can't, I can't get with the like super chill, like psych rock. Like I get it. Watered down folk stuff. I can't, I can't. And like, and why, why do you think that is like, what, like, what does that say about you that you can't get, you can't get down with with that. I mean, I think it's definitely the cynic. I mean, I'm I'm jaded and cynical, and um, <laughs> you know, I'm very much like, uh, have we noticed the world is on fire? <laughs> like, how yeah. are you not? <laughs> uh, and I and I think I I see certain artists or certain types of music as a representation of extreme privilege. Mm. And that I think really um, gets me going. I think, you know, because it's not, it's not about being able to like, Oh, you shouldn't be able to write a beautiful song where you're relaxing. Like it's not that it's, Mm. it's when clearly you, (laughs) you are not really worried about very much in your life. Uh, right. Or other people. The so. privilege not to engage, or yes. the privilege not to use our responsibility as 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 humans to put ourselves in uncomfortable spaces to 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 grow and to perspective take. You know all of that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's definitely very me. Like I get very I get I get very sarcastically side eye about that mm-hmm. are you i mean you mentioned a cynic and also i know you know uh, it feels like in some of your writing maybe this is incorrect it, you feel like some sort of utopian not a utopian but like aspire or hopeful for better sure yeah i i think i think that is the 
complicated thing for me is that I, I definitely, I, I do believe in a, in a better world, you know, and I, I believe in positive change. I believe in restorative justice. I, you know, I, I have hope for things while also being kind of desensitized to things as well. Like when people, yeah. you know, have conversations with me about like, Oh, did you hear about this terrible thing? Or like this politician did this or like this, you know, this terrible thing happened. I'm like, okay. like Yeah. That's <laughs> I, just the white noise. Right. It's like, I expected that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, literal white noise of yeah. like our <laughs> fabric of our society. Yeah. yeah. It's numbing for sure. Yeah. And I, I, I feel you like I, I, I am overwhelmed often. And I, what I, what I tell myself and what is helpful for me sometimes is like overwhelm is not useful. Like it makes sense that, that I'm, you know, numbed and I'm pissed off and I'm angry. And also I have privilege and I have to figure out a way to like enact some change or, or uplift or support whatever. Right. Sure. That's how I approach it because I, I want my heart and my empathy and my compassion and my activism to be, to be useful. You sure. Know? Yeah. Well, I, I think the overwhelm is not useful part is interesting mm. yeah 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 to pivot from yeah from from being upset or overwhelmed by that white noise mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so how do you as someone i mean you're, you're existing we exist in the world and the world is a hellscape mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, you know you also exist in the music industry which in some ways is a hellscape too. As, <laughs> it's as also a hellscape. Double hellscapes. Look, I see a double hellscape. It's like a double rainbow. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> how do you keep, how do you, Lauren, keep writing? How do you keep making the thing that you love to make in a world that seems so hellscapey, right? And, and you as being, you know, a, a lefty, as you've called yourself, I am also a lefty. Mm-hmm. Um, in 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 a world where the the ambient chill noise is you know like selling you know platinum records or whatever right like how do you i guess hold on to your citizen but like hold try to you know, have like a smidge of hope too how do you how do you how do you do that <laughs> um well i i guess i definitely do that by trying to push myself to make the best thing i can or like the the most ambitious the most fulfilling music for me that I can be excited about. And that I think is a, is a reflection of me and not just trying to do the thing that might be popular or might be, be the thing that would like quote unquote work in the music industry or something. Um, Because I think that the most exciting, the most exciting music I listen to or find out about or you know it it can look like all sorts of things. So I think the fact that I've I I do feel like I've continued to move forward and make new and better things by my by myself, you know, um like in my own body of work, mm-hmm. like that helps. I feel like if I didn't if I didn't think that like the next record and the next record were, you know, mm. were 
fun and exciting to me. I think I would just feel like, oh, I'll just make demos at home. I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but the fact that I am so excited about what I've been making makes it easier to deal with the hellscape, I think. So that's, I love that. And, and part of that hellscape is also like, I've got a new record and I need to promote it. Yeah. A bit. How do, how do, how do you face that? Cause I, I know that I struggle with that. Like I make things, I'm a creative person. I put them out into the world and then I'm like, oh, God. I have to like tell people, uh, fuck. Like I, I'm just like, I'm like rendered a, a little bit maybe yeah. jaded or still, you know, with it. How do you, how do you face that? Oh, uh, I mean, I had, I got over it a long time ago. I think I, um, I also try to remember that not like the majority of people who follow you do not see everything you post. (laughs) So when I feel like I'm being annoying and I'm like, this must come off as self-centered or self-involved that people inevitably will respond be like i didn't know yet i didn't like i just found out i didn't know that you did this so i'm like okay i'm i you know it's a good reminder i like yeah. that yeah um i th- i think at a certain point when you make things that there's there's a way to tell people about them without coming off like you th- you think you're the best thing since sliced bread mm-hmm. you know i just try to be excited about what I'm putting out there and, and making things around that, that I think are fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I hope, I hope I don't come off like that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just at this point, I'm just like, well, <laughs> this is, this is my life. I have to tell people about this um, yeah. or I can't pay my bills. So, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's where sort of like the rubber meets the road a bit is like, it, you have to, yeah, to, to pay your bills, you have to, tell people about it and i i you know from what i've seen and 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 been witness to and how you talk about it yeah it's it's you saying like look there's this thing i made i love it i hope you love it too check it out yeah. you know like and that that feels genuine and real and you know not like you're following some sort of this record will like cure your 10 things in your life that will make you feel better and produce more in your, you know, whatever. Like yeah. I get those emails every day and uh, you're not that, which is additive to the world. <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah. And so you make this record you, I think you had said something uh, along the lines in your newsletter. You asked the question, you posed the question to yourself, to, to your community. Who am I when a project ends? Oh yeah. How are you how are you holding that right now? Um well the the project of this record quote unquote ended as another one mm. is picking right back up. So mm. I don't I I'm lucky to not be in a space of like okay, now what do I do? Mm-hmm. You know, I <laughs> there's a lot uh happening but i do think that there's uh the moment of having to hold space for the thing that you made and having to know that it's just out in the world and you can't do anything about it now (laughs) um that that's an interesting moment Mm -hmm. Um, 
sometimes I forget that people can now listen to the whole thing, you know? Um, they can. And on vinyl, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm, I think, I think it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning about just like keeping busy. I just keep going. Mm. I just keep, you know, um, but not, yeah. not, not in a like distract myself kind of way. Okay. Just, okay. You know, like yeah. that could be reading a book. Sure. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Cause it could, it can be, as you know, like uh, kind of how capitalism works. It's like valuing us for our doing like the things we achieve, yeah. right? And less about um, how we are and who we are and our being. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, yeah, can get problematic if we're just busy, busy, busy. Let's do the things. Let's achieve. Let's whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think I have a really, I, I try to be intentional about my relationship to productivity in that way. Um, because I think I can be a bit of a workaholic, and that used to be a how much have I done today? You know, mm-hmm. that 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 used to be much more in in the capitalist sense mm-hmm. or the the way that that pressures us to be productive. And I think now it is much more I want to do this. Like I want to make the thing. I mm. want to be working on these projects and um, even if that means that sometimes I'm exhausted and tired um, or missing a party or, you know, um, that I it's but it's not it's not about, oh, well, I haven't and I'm not I haven't been good enough at the thing or mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. achieved something. It's like, no, I this is what I want to be doing. <laughs> like, That's great. You know, so I try to think about it more that way, if that if that makes sense. Because, yeah, sense. it's yeah. it's like the. um yeah, keeping keeping busy to me is is I try to not have it be the thing where like, oh well, if you turn your brain off for a minute, then you'll have to actually like think about your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I try to just be like, well, this is how I want my life to look. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, and it's it's almost like the keeping busy is sort of like this neutral freeway and it's what we like what we add to it, like what meaning we ascribe to it. So like as you said, like it could look one way and then I can also look the sort of more like bypassy way where we're just like, Nope, Nope. I'm staying busy to shut down my feelings. Yeah. 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 So speaking of feelings, uh, we kind of talked around it a little bit, but like, I want to like dig into it more uh, explicitly, which is this idea around toxic positivity. What, like what, like you, you have, I think, you talk you've talked about this 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 record in in that context mentioning toxic positivity what is what does that mean to you i mean you've sort of mentioned it a little bit but like why is it a an annoyance why is it maybe hard on you to see um how how has it showed up for yourself even yeah um i mean i think it goes it goes back to that level of privilege and not wa- not wanting to have to have difficult conversations, not wanting to have to face your own emotions, not wanting to um, be vulnerable or, um, you know, cringy or something. Um, and I think toxic positivity comes into it when 
it's the yeah it's the good vibes only thing it's mm-hmm. the i don't i don't want to totally you know shit talk the whole hsp thing but i do think that there there are people who who make excuses for like not not wanting to be there for their friends mm. you know or not not wanting to be be there through a difficult time or um yeah it's just it's it's complicated and maybe i'm not very good at at talking about it all the time just because i i it's messy it's one of those things that you know it when you see it you know for sure Um, and i think that there's the kind of like low level day-to-day just annoying version of it Mm -hmm. and then there's the toxic positivity that's like uh you know maybe more religious folks being like well i don't i don't believe in what you're doing but i love you it's like no you don't i don't yeah (laughs) it's the oh there's a word for it it's like being a midwesterner (laughs) it's like spiritual bypassing yeah so yeah yeah so i think especially on the record or in like the song never quite kicks in which is what i was like writing about in my newsletter when i brought up toxic positivity specifically um it it looks like that a lot of the time Mm. and um you know this 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 weird thing that's happening especially now when people who are homophobic or transphobic and are actively supporting stripping away people's humanity say oh but i i love you like can we can we just like you know meet with love here and like speak to each other with love and it's like no no the answer is no we can't yeah Um, you can't have both no you can't and and i and i think that that um it just it it blows my mind how some people can think that they can kind of agree to disagree their their way out of some really terrible things um so that's uh, that's what i think of when i think about toxic positivity i think yeah yeah i i think of all that stuff too and it's to me it's like a it's uh it's a willful denial of reality Uh, it's a willful denial of the parts of ourselves that that could potentially dip our toe into an uncomfortable space and a a space where we may a be changed we may be uh confronted with our own bias confronted with our own assumptions uh confronted with a different perspective Mm -hmm. and and that type of yeah positivity or bypassing is so damaging to self certainly but like the collective in general it's 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 and it's it's especially damaging as you know to the most vulnerable sure in our in our world and and that piece of it is i rail against often um because really like i i want to show up as a whole person and 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 meet people as whole people mm-hmm. and that means my own privilege and that means like the intersectionality of my human experiences and the lived experiences of others and all of that stuff. Like that's all part of it and all valid and 
all needs to be looked at. Sure. And I think that's that's also like we have to practice that skill a little bit, right? Too. Like how do we even like I mean, I know how I got into that space. Like I you know, I just simply fell into it because I was like a depressed teenager and I had to like find some new perspective or whatever. But if you are, you know, if you grew up in evangelicalism, which I did actually. Oh wow, okay. Um I am no longer in that space. But if you're if that's your world and and the world is like be kind, you know, like Hallmark sort of mm-hmm. style and like, nope, I'm not gonna think about that. Like like how do you even reach that person? Yeah, I mean it's a good question. Um because I think I I think I am interested though in in having those conversations with that kind of person or someone in that position rather than just you know being being angry at yeah things like spiritual bypassing you know like yeah. i i actually would want to ha- like would want to be able to have a conversation whereas i think it it just happens a lot where folks will do everything they can to not listen or or not not come come to the table with an open mind and i i think that's where the the problem is mm. yeah it it takes it takes two <laughs> it takes you know <laughs> yeah. like a, a, an open yeah. mind or an open heart on, bo- on both yeah. sides of the situation uh, on social media i was recently reflecting on an experience i had a few years ago with my mother where just sort of out of the blue she started you know, like yelling, what, where, where does your morality come from? And, and then it sort of devolved into like her just like diminishing me and my, like, you know, I talk a lot about my like childhood, which was like not always great on this show, yeah. you know, an abusive dad and all that stuff and having an eating disorder and almost dying and, you know, self-harm and, you know, all that stuff. And like, she just, she can't take it. She, she like, and I, I get it. I, I understand that there may be a grief there, certainly, but like she can't see the reality of that, right? Because it's too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like this podcast, what I'm doing with my little business, Feely Human, her perspective is that it's a negative thing in the world. It's like, why do you have to talk about that? Like, why do you have to talk about that? Yeah. And it, and it's not like, you know, it's not like, and, and I'm sure you've seen this too. It's like, I'm not like talking about it to like, be in it all the time right like you, no, you exactly. talk about it to move through it and you also talk about it to to connect with others to allow others yeah. in to to mm-hmm. empathize themselves right that's why you share stories you're a storyteller that's why you share stories so others can be connected to it so you can see themselves through your experiences that's the beauty of like this human thing we do <laughs> yeah um and to deny that is I mean, to put it very gently, it's fucked. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I would I would think that the way that you speak about your childhood or the the way that people can process those sorts of things is not to direct anger or blame directly at your mom or any one person or like sure. that's not the point of those conversations. No. Nah. And I think it's hard for people to understand that 
as well. Like if they if they played a part in it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um for sure. But yeah, I don't it's it's, it's hard to face rough. like I've been saying in my community being in connection with others harm will happen. That's yes. like an unavoidable thing and what what is beautiful about that if we're open enough to it and we're connected enough and we're listening enough when that happens we could talk about it and be curious about it and be open about it and like have ourselves be accountable to that experience the intent and impact of it and i think you know my mother or you know certain family members or whatever like there is a lot of like that's not happening sure and 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 that like as you said like I can only do so much. Like, yeah. If you're not going to listen, then I can't make you listen. Then yeah. it becomes an exercise in like what makes me feel like I, I'm better than you. I'm righteous. I have the right perspective, which I don't want either. Right. You know. Yeah. I yeah. That's definitely the difficult the difficult thing, and and trying to yeah, just like trying to let people know that you do want to have a conver- conversation but sometimes it's just it's not it's not going to happen mm. um but yeah. yeah there was something i was just made me think of that or when when you were saying that you know when you're when you're in relationship with people like harm will happen like mm-hmm. it, conflict is normal mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've been I've just been seeing a lot a lot more lately on social media about how like therapy speak being more accessible sure. is also giving people a way to excuse themselves from bad behavior. Um, yeah. What's an know. example? Uh, like, do you have a specific example you're thinking of? Uh, I've I've seen it spoken about in the context of someone causing harm and but then saying that it's asserting their boundaries mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or, or um yes. you know yeah just that that kind of or or being being able to better <laughs> to more easily gaslight people by using therapy speak by like you know talk talking about their feelings and boundaries in a way that that puts the responsibility on on someone else that um, yeah, you're it making just gets really me feel tricky. this way or yeah. yeah, yeah, it is tricky. And I've seen that too. Boundaries are a tricky thing, right? Cause it's, it, they're important and I've seen them used as, yeah, as like a, a, a means to not address the real hard thing, um, or address the, the harm that's being caused, as sure. you said. Yeah. And, uh, that's not okay. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, all of these things like they require our whole curiosity. And and that also means like how we're using them. The the whole like you know, I started writing about my mental health about a decade ago and and maybe sharing 6 or 7 years ago on on like social media and things like that. In the last few years I've I've I have become a little bit more cynical about it, you know, certainly like quote unquote wellness world spaces and mental health spaces. And I think it's, I think it's, I think it's great to talk about our mental health. And I, I also see a lot of performance uh, that, that is, that can be harmful and that can be 
certainly bypassing the whole or bypassing our truth or whatever it may be. It's just, it's why I'm like probably on my way out of social media, but it's just a big sigh. Uh, I want to like scream because um, I have to be a part of it sometimes. But yeah, the whole like toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing, like, and the wellness space is like, oh, it's just like, that's all it is mostly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I like I've I've uh become a big fan of muting people. <laughs> yeah. That's a good that, strategy. I like uh, that. Yeah, and and just sort of knowing knowing what about social media can make myself spiral a little bit. Yeah. Smart. But yeah. It's But I and I also think that my cynicism and being pretty jaded comes out in my sense of humor. Like I mm. turned to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really, into, I've gotten over the past like five or 10 years at this point. Like I really enjoy stand-up comedy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this is a total left turn. Uh, but I'm here for it. I feel like, like my way of, of processing a lot of what we're talking about ends up coming out in a, like a sense of humor in my songs and in my lyrics. Mm-hmm. That I see um, that it's kind of snarky. I definitely and... see the snark. The snark is on full display. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like that's kind. Of, that's how I filter mm-hmm. or you know funnel things into that yeah. rather than getting too depressed about about certain things. But yeah, I yeah. always say silliness is an act of resistance. Sure. Yeah, you know? I like that. Yeah. Who are some of your favorite comedians? Oh, um, good question. <laughs> I really like, well, I really, um, I really always liked two dope Queens. Mm, yeah. Um, that they, I, I was at a lot of their first shows at, in, in New York and, um, yeah. So Jessica Williams and Phoebe Robinson, um, mm-hmm. Cause I feel I'm, I'm searching for like the newer names that I've, that I've been picking up on, but um, like Chris Gethard and yeah. um, Michelle Wolf, I, I have liked her, her comedy quite a bit. And um, Kyle Kinane just put out a special and I, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, but yeah, so I just, I watched Mae Martin's recent special and was very surprised by how much I identified with like, 99% of mm. what they were putting out there um, mm-hmm. about life and their feelings and gender and all sorts of things um, mm-hmm. that that was really, that was just really enjoyable for me to, to watch comedy like as a medium. I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, there's a reason I enjoy this so yeah. much. There's a lot of crossover between comedy and being a musician or a songwriter. Yeah, say. no, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan and I had him on my show, Rory Scoville. Have you have you seen any of his stuff? Yeah, I think I think very recently, yeah. He's hilarious and does a lot of shows in LA. Um mm. and he actually has a podcast. You mentioned you listen to podcasts with another co- uh, comedian uh Daniel Van Kirk and it's called Pen Pals and what they do is they just like people write them letters and then they read a couple of letters and then they talk about it in hilarious ways. And they're both like so silly and like so 
feely and just heartfelt and i i love them both like i i like a i like a comic who can be silly and and has a big heart yeah um and those two are are definitely two two favorites i i don't watch a ton of comedy but like rory scoville i'll watch ron funches i like as well yes um, yeah and like yeah very super posy yes. like really good vibes in a good way good vibes yeah 100%. for sure a lot of like video game stuff and yeah <laughs> pop culture yeah 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 i know we need to laugh because mm-hmm. otherwise the hellscape will get us yeah yeah, yeah. i th- i definitely think that that's pro- probably part of why i've been gravitating towards that mm-hmm. in recent mm-hmm. years but yeah so i know you used to live in new york and now you're in la like how why'd you move what what was that about i just really like it out here it's really it's really pretty bizarre that like i lived on the east coast for most of my life and i finally came out to california and it was like what was i doing Mm. why (laughs) why did i stay there for so long um i really i just i i like the weather here a lot i really like the city feels much less claustrophobic than brooklyn does and the creative vibe out here is a lot more collaborative actually and i like that a lot less gatekeepy which was not even necessarily a complaint that i had in Mm -hmm. new york but being being out here and seeing so many people be really excited and up for making things and working on new projects and um like we just made a couple music videos because some of my friends who happen to be very talented were bored (laughs) You know, (laughs) they didn't have work that week. They were like, okay, cool. Let's make some videos. And that's fun. um, It's just, it just feels really, really creative and, and really great out Mm. here. So I had the, I had the ability to move. Like I, I was at a point where I was like, I don't want to be in Philadelphia anymore. And if I don't move somewhere drastic now, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, so i i came out i came out here that's great i and i love to hear that it's it's feel it feels and it is collaborative i i i love collaboration i feel like we're made better brighter better people by being in connection with other people um yeah no 100 percent. i saw you play this this must have been like four five years ago maybe at this point at the glass house in pomona california oh wow yeah and uh camp cope uh also played one of one of my favorites r.i.p camp cope but i remember like there being like maybe 15 people there it was like such i was like surprised by like how few people were there and also it was awesome i loved it thanks the only time i saw you live yeah, I feel like I feel like there were more than fifteen people there, but I know what you're talking about. And 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 as soon as you said, "Come on," I was right. like, "That was a weirdly like not very packed show." Um, and then we we did play L.A. like the next day, which probably yeah. has something to do with it. But um, yeah, yeah, that was that was a fun tour. That was the that was Camp Cope's first U.S. tour. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I, you're right. It was probably more than fifteen. It just felt like <laughs> I was like, I, oh god, I, I was like in my feelings because i was like oh i want like i hope they're not feeling let down by like the amount of people because it just felt like i I was like worried about you i think (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, no, and those things are always weird, you know. Um, I guess you just have to, I mean, the show's booked, you just have to play, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think also, like, we hadn't toured in a while, and we haven't actually, even still, have not on our own, like, played California very much at all. So, um, and yeah, especially, like, Pomona. That. Yeah, Pomona. Um, I'm just, like, an hour south of of oh, nice. LA and um I saw that you're playing you played what was it like one show like earlier this month in LA yeah I just I played a, a benefit show for the LA Zine Fest uh, as at a bar in my neighborhood actually which is nice are you gonna do any other shows in in LA area yeah hopefully soon hopefully okay. soon. we're trying to get a full tour situation happening but yeah awesome. well 100 percent I, if we don't play LA by the end of the year, I've done something terribly wrong. Like, okay. All right. It'll, it'll, it'll definitely happen. Southern California. Uh, the last, well, I did see Lucius live maybe cool. a few months back up in LA. And then the last show before that was before the pandemic saw against me play. I know you're, you know, against me fan. I saw them play, uh, two nights back to back they played like two albums each night it was oh nice. yeah so good that's cool i'm kind of down like why wasn't i at those but yeah october 2019 i think it was oh i was probably on tour that's probably yeah, why yeah. <laughs> but um but yeah no they're great so your um your album warm blanket is out now um people can buy it listen to it where where can they go to do those things um well they can probably most easily buy it via Bandcamp or uh honestly ask your local record store to get it that is that's a very cool way to get it if they don't already have it and um we're on Spotify and Tidal and Bandcamp and all of those things as Warriors Music is is the handle most of the time yeah well let's start wrapping up we always wrap up the show talking about our empathy heroes so folks in our lives who are empathetic, feely, compassionate. Could be like characters from stories even, uh, or movies. Um, I'll go first to give you a moment to reflect on your empathy hero, Lauren. Uh, my empathy hero this week, uh, well, two folks. Um, I mentioned that I had just got back from Colorado visiting my friends Heather and Will. Heather is someone I met a couple of years ago online, and this was the first time seeing her and her husband will in in person and i had some nerves for sure going into it because like I, i'm an introvert and i don't love flying you know previously mentioned fart coffin in the sky <laughs> and it was lovely like just such sweet generous people uh curious people like ask great questions type of people and uh just really grateful for both of them deeply empathetic people and i i'm grateful for heather and will my empathy heroes this week cool how about you they sound lovely yeah uh there's definitely a, a friend of mine who has just like really gone out of their way to be very supportive and very like cheerleader e for me um like without my asking uh, that has been really that's the best um, affirming and like oh this is this is friendship Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it turns out mm -hmm. you know in a in a way in a, in a much more kind of day-to-day super supportive empathetic 
also like setting setting expectations for other people in my life that like I yeah. maybe have not been good at, you know, that I, I feel like, every, you know, everybody needs that friend that's like, that sucks. That shouldn't have happened. You deserve yes. better than that. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for but, sure um, we need that because otherwise we're yeah. like, we start to feel like we do deserve that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they've that they're my they're my empathy hero. Did you mention the name? I mean you don't want if you don't I probably I kinda don't I don't I don't want to name them on podcast. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. That's wonderful. We need those people. Yeah. And I'm grateful that and, and it's hard to like friendships are hard. Uh especially as you get older. I mean you hear that. It's kind of a cliche at this point, but it's it's very true. It takes they take pruning they take like nurturing and 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 vulnerability um whereas like i i think about like how we made friends as like kids and it's just like you like this toy i i like this toy let's be friends you know it's like yeah. you're you're swinging on the swing i want to do that let's do it together you know and and when you're an adult and you come with all this lived experience and and you know faced with the hellscape that is you know living in the states or whatever uh we need support yeah yeah we need we need that mirror it's Mm -hmm. it's crucial Hmm. anyways well i'm i'm grateful that you have them in your life well lauren um thank you for doing this this was lovely for having me yeah of course um you mentioned where to buy the record. Where where can the listeners connect with you? Uh, definitely through, mostly through Warriors on social media. Um, and then my newsletter is called Get It Together, which you can also find through the Warriors social media, but it's it's getittogether.laurendinitzio.com, which is probably too complicated to just remember and find on your own. But Get It Together is, is like the me slash Warriors newsletter. So find it that way i love it and listeners those links will be in the show notes at feelyhuman.co what a delight lauren um i'm grateful that you will be potentially uh, touring in la at some point i'm grateful to listen to your record on vinyl which i was this morning i am grateful for you thanks so much i really appreciate you having me thanks for having this it's my pleasure And to you listeners, as I always say, I'm here, you're here, we're here together on this wayward, overwhelming, awe-inspiring, pale blue dot. We have each other. It's you, me, empathy. 